בואי, תני לי יד ונלך, אל תשאלי אותי לאן, תשאלי אותי על אושר, אולי גם הוא יבוא, כשהוא יבוא, ירד עלינו כמו גשם, בואי, נתחבק ונלך, אל תשאלי אותי מתי, תשאלי אותי על בית, אל תבקשי ממני זמן, לא מחכה, לא עוצר, לא נשאר. תני לי יד ונלך, אל תשאלי אותי לאן, תשאלי אותי על אושר, אולי גם הוא יבוא, כשהוא יבוא, ירד עלינו כמו גשם, בואי, נתחבק ונלך, אל תשאלי אותי מתי, תשאלי אותי על בית, אל תבקשי ממני זמן, לא מחכה, לא עוצר, לא נשאר. זמן לא מחכה, לא עוצר, לא נשאר. שלום. This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is sponsored by The Forward. Stay up to date with unlimited access to news, culture, and opinion all through a Jewish lens. And for our listeners, for 2NJB listeners, get six months of The Forward for only $10. That's 67% off. An exclusive subscription offer for our listeners, forward.com slash 2NJB, and get six months for $10. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at AJN.TimesOfIsrael.com. We all have our soundtracks. song or an artist that truly resonates with people becomes the soundtrack of those people's lives. For many Jews across the world and non-Jews as well, Idan Reichel is the soundtrack of some part of their life. Reichel is one of the most well-known Israeli artists in the world. Since his hugely successful debut album, The Idan Reichel Project was released in 2002, Reichel has zigzagged across the globe on countless tours. He performed a private concert for the visiting President Obama in 2013, and that was the second time he performed in front of the President. And he's collaborated with many world-renowned artists, including Alicia Keys. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are incredibly excited and so honored to be joined by the one and only Idan Reichel. Hello. Thank you so much. <laughs> From a what, safe distance. What an introduction. <laughs> You're getting used to that, the... lack of an audience right yeah yeah it's been it's been a challenge the yeah. uh, the covid 19 the corona days is it's a challenge for the past um, uh, five months uh, if you're watching this uh, on YouTube yeah he done is a uh, dress to impress with <laughs> with his bike yeah outfit I, I, I didn't know that we are also uh, making it on a video 
Now, now definitely people will go online <laughs> yeah. to watch it. They'll yeah. stop it immediately. So go watch the video. Sorry for being sweaty. I, I crossed <laughs> Tel Aviv from from north to south, like in twenty minutes. <laughs> At this time idea. of year, if you have to apologize for being sweaty, then it just never ends. Yeah, yeah. You'll, have, you'll never <laughs> stop apologizing. Indeed. So, what have you been up to? So, um, so yeah, it's a challenge. the The Corona days, the COVID nineteen. Um, actually, when I when I um, when I came back from Australia. Uh, end of uh, February beginning of March I took the team uh, my team and we just and I told them that I feel that it's about to come I have um, but um, but I have a very very good friend uh, Professor Barbash who is very well Ooh. known in uh, Israel he's you know? our Fauci so yeah <laughs> yeah so, so like the mentor yeah. <laughs> for, and he's one of my greatest friends um, <clears throat> for 15 years already and he told me, listen, it's about to come. You cannot even imagine how big it will be. And he told me, don't, don't uh, count on anything for, for, the, for the next uh, 18 months. And uh, so we stopped everything. So actually, I stopped everything uh, three or four weeks before everyone. Wow. Uh, from March 1st already. We stopped performing and... Um, and it helped you to kind of be prepared, like to have that uh, heads up? Um, yes, I immediately uh, set up um, a video uh, studio in my house. I bought cameras, and I'm 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 really I'm not very good in tech. Technophobe. Yeah. So I <laughs> bought uh, a TV um, uh, broadcasting camera and and some equipment just to be able to do some Zoom professional so-called Zoom lectures or performances, and I did it for. Um, uh, seven weeks till mm -hmm. the last week of April and since then I'm I did nothing actually this is the first thing that I'm doing since our Independence Day Independence Day uh, late f April I didn't do anything wow. just homeschooling and for the girls which is a lot but not yeah it's weird to say I didn't do anything I, I did a lot homeschooling for the girls <laughs> I saw an interview with you from two years ago where you had said you decided to stop right performing but that didn't really last for long did it i stopped performing for uh for a year oh uh, really yeah and um but during this year i took the time to it had the story starts around five years ago when um we performed in to make the story really really short we had a an unforgettable concert in india in a very poor area and the city uh, just uh, they set up a, a festival that it was f free for the public so we went on stage and there was all the tech um was was terrible the sound system was terrible the guitars were terrible all the all the technical writer was terrible absolutely terrible but when we went on stage you saw like a, it was like a sea of people thousands of most of them I, I, I could assume that are homeless. And when we are performing, we were performing and people were dancing and, and you know, celebrating this concert. When we went off stage, I saw five people from my band. We were 15 people on stage. Five people from my band. And I was, till tears, I was, it was very very moving concert to see all these thousands of people when i went off stage the first thing that i heard is the five people saying what a terrible 
technical writer they supply to us and so and i thought to myself have we just experienced the same stage it is horrible to say it after and i remember saying this is the beginning of the end and i came back home and i said to them but it was very emotional so why because for me it was emotional but i it i saw that we are so not synced mm. i just can't i just the went other off. guys in your band that yeah. is yeah uh-huh. i went off stage and they could only complain about the technical difficulties yes yeah and so i thought to myself this is a terrible thing uh terrible stage to be uh, staging career to be so i came back home and i gave them six month notice i never told them only three years after i told them what was the reason but i told them listen i'm i'm fed up we are about to to finish so we uh we stopped performing with the downright project and i started to play two years uh two or three years i played piano solo mm-hmm. and then i then i announced two years ago i said that i'm, I'm gonna stop Uh, performing and I stopped for a year and during this year I I, I it was kind of a casting for new members uh, for the for the band and stuff and and we started playing around a year ago till the corona days yeah it's hard kind of to not do I mean I, I imagine for someone who's so prolific and puts out so much music uh, and creates so much to be forced I mean when it's on your own volition it's one thing but to be forced to To kind of sit at home and do nothing that's got to be tough no I think that it's a uh, you're it's a workaholic I, I think yes it's safe to say so but this is the thing that um, you know I just told you at the beginning of this podcast I said I, I, I haven't done anything since March and it's not true I was doing homeschooling for my girls and But you see, I failed again. I failed again to say I did nothing, but it's not true. I feel that the Corona days is something that reminds me, really to make it really short. It brings us back to the feeling of getting lost. When we grew up, we grew up reading, uh, I don't know, uh, Red Cup, Kippa Duma, or Hansel and Gretel, Amivel Tami. They all got lost. Uh, they all got lost and this is our big biggest fear to get lost uh, when we when you're getting lost what what is really happening everything that from your past is not relevant anymore and your future is blur mm-hmm. so and when you're there so you cannot get lost in Tel Aviv right because you have something in your past that you you taught yourself to 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 speak Hebrew so you can ask someone who How do I get from here to there? You cannot get lost in Japan because you, ha- you have some skills from the past to go online and to check. So when, are you, when can you get lost? You can get lost when your plane is crashed on Sahara Desert. You don't see anyone and there is no meaning to your past. And there is no meaning to your... Your cell phone is, does, does not work. So there is no meaning to your past. And your future is entirely uncertain. Exactly. Yeah. So that's th- the state we're in now. So I think the corona brought us to the state. Because in one day they said, everything that you did till today is not relevant. And it, it is relevant. And it speaks only for people that, that they um, define themselves by, by what they do. Or by their career. Mm-hmm. 
Because if you were used to be a light engineer, 30 days a month, 30 concerts a month, suddenly you say, I'm, am I relevant? Yes, you're relevant. Go back home. You're relevant for someone. You're relevant for your kids. You're relevant, relevant for your friends. You're relevant. But you see, I failed also. Mm-hmm. I told you at the beginning of the process, I said, I haven't done anything till March. And it's not absolutely not true. You became a teacher or yeah. you taught. Yes. Um, and, and but is it a good thing, this situation you, th- you feel for us, for humanity, for yes. art? Yes. It yes. is good. Yes. I, I see it as a cathartic. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like an asshole. You know, people are really having, um, having hard time, you know? Yeah. Also friends of mine. It's true. I have savings. I can allow myself. I, I, I don't have the fear, the, the daily fear, what will happen, you know, because people, people that are listening to this podcast needs to know that in Israel, most of the people don't feel that they, they are getting support from the, from the government, the monthly uh, fee or, or uh, compensation for, for mm-hmm. lack of work. No aid. So, yeah. So, exactly. No aid. So, but for me, it, it's, it, it, it is a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to, to, to wonder, to start wonder what, it, what was it all about? Mm. And is it, and what? And what does yourself answer back to you? Um, that I wish I would have been braved. And I think that I'm doing it. Not to fight it. Because it, it is easy to fight it. For me, as I told you, this is the first thing that I do, quote-unquote. Going out of the house and, and giving interview or doing a podcast. But to fight it was doing that every morning to get up and to go to the studio. Just to see what, what happened, you know, to, to write something. Or th- and I think that I, I like this... Um, vacuum you say mm-hmm. this is this is amp this emptiness no i'm i'm teaching the girls not all day long they cannot they can be concentrated for like an hour or two or and that's it and then there is something that is waiting around the corner i can definitely tell you for sure that if in some miracle someone would have told me listen you would not believe the corona the covid 19 is over you can go back tomorrow to perform I would be very sad. Honestly, I would be very sad. I, I, I would be sad. I would be sad because, yeah, because I feel that I haven't. It's so interesting because it's a very generation Y thing of you to say, you know, yeah, because I don't know. I feel like we were brought also musicians, right? Uh, they, they, when they don't create, when they don't work and all and artists, the and you go against that you just go you you defy that and you rebel against the very basics of art which is to be inspired and to create uh, not creating is death i i feel that's that's the basics of film of 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 writing novels like of of and that's how it has been and you come and you defy it because i feel that it's in any way um it's um it it will lead to a failure 
um, we, I feel that <laughs> I don't want to de- depress the listeners. Oh, go ahead. But I feel <laughs> Noah's been doing it for four years. <laughs> I feel that each one of us in the world, billions of people, they wake up in the morning. The first thing that they have in their mind, the very first thing is that I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna die. And in milli, 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 milli second, you push it. You push it back. And you deny it. But everything that leads you during the day is this feeling. And there are many artists, as you said, that they create because they feel that they win the death. That when they create something, they are bigger than life. Bigger, not only b- there is the term bigger than life, but they are d- not concerned about bigger than life. They are concerned about being bigger than death. They want to be that their song will last forever and the book and da, da, da. I remember walking in ba- uh, Barnes and Noble in 14th Street in New York. I went in and I saw like it's like four or five uh, floors of books. And it, looks to me, it looked to me like cemetery. I went in and it looked to me like cemetery. I said, every book here is life of someone. This is the ultimate cemetery. And no one will ever read them all. No one will read them. And I'm telling you, you know, let's throw Elvis Presley, one of the greatest artists of all time, right? Made it big time. Can you name five songs of his? Blue Suede Shoes. Some jail rock something jailhouse rock jailhouse rock wow uh, <laughs> oh i could but yeah okay <laughs> he's the biggest one yeah. of the biggest yeah. okay yeah. frank sinatra can you tell me seven songs of it so even he seven you raised it that's okay. not fair <laughs> okay make it five <laughs> no. five of frank sinatra it means no it's unbelievable it's elvis presley it means that a five years old kid today living in the bronx in 25 years from now, he will not be able to name five songs of Michael Jackson. And it means that in 75 years from now, no one will be able to name five songs of the Beatles. Maybe let it be. So are you building your grave? What I feel that I don't want to do anything that is fighting this feeling. But then what is the purpose of it all? Since March 1st, I didn't find. Mm -hmm. Since March 1st, I'm doing homeschooling. And I was playing with my thought to go back to the studio and to record a very intuitive music. It can be... Like jam kind of... Just to play, just 20, it can be 20 seconds of this, five seconds of, I don't know, I have looked. But not to develop it to a song. Ah, so this is the hook line, this is the verse, this is this, that, it's not there. Just to create chaos. Just to create whatever, whatever, whatever comes. Telling you honestly that as you said that that the feeling that I went into Barnes and Noble and it looked to me like a cemetery 
I think it was a turning a turning point, you know. You know, but a young musician who would listen to this would say to himself, that's like, it's so easy to get so philosophical when you're so successful. Once you've made it. Once you've made it. Because, and I wish, I, like the musician would say to himself, I wish I would be as successful as he done and then I would gladly philosophize myself to eternity. Not to compare, but we are, I'm, 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 I'm not, you know, I'm not keeping Shabbat. I'm not, uh, believe, I don't believe, you know, in the Bible, the way it's, you know, like the Orthodox and stuff. But if you, you take it. You believe in God? Uh, I believe, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I believe, yeah, in something that is l- leading us. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but you, you're saying about philosophical, maybe it's true, because also King Solomon, when he, when he wrote uh, Kohelet, I don't know how to say Kohelet in English. Uh, Ecclesiastes. Exactly. Yes, I know this word. <laughs> I didn't yes. know it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when he wrote this, it was a philosophic approach, because he said, after everything has been said and done, I allow myself a bit. To be philosophic and to say to you that I'm telling you the happiness is not there. It's not there. Now, it, I'm not sure it, it, it is about a stage in career or about you made it. Because maybe Beyonce will look at me and say, what the hell are you talking about made it? You're a Jewish nice boy that maybe... 0.001 people know you from my audience. You haven't done anything. Go and write one hit that is crossing your island in the Middle East. I haven't done anything compared to Madonna or to Michael Jackson. What I do know is that it's all a stage of... and It's all proportion. It's all proportional. Mm-hmm. Because I remember when I was in the army... I had, I knew, I got to know this girl and she told me, listen, you have to come with me to Yerucham. She lived there. Now, Yerucham, for the listeners who are not familiar it's with like the It's like Delaware country, of Israel. Yeah. And she told me, listen. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. a compliment for Yerucham. <laughs> so it's, it is definitely distant. And she told me, listen, you have to come to our place, to Yerucham. Every Tuesday at eight o'clock, we have our local singer. He's the biggest star in Yerucham. And he is singing uh, songs for two hours. And when she talked about him, he was Michael Jackson. So it's all proportional. Yeah. It's all proportional. You can always look like up and down and see people above you and below you. And uh, and yeah, I think it's it's better to focus in. But you've been doing that for a while from what I've read and understood and and seen about you. That you, you started thinking these kind of things very early on and you uh i mean it's not something most people meet these kind of thoughts about death and about uh you know meaninglessness uh i'm not sure they arrive at those conclusions but most people start thinking about these things much later on than you did right uh i I don't know i don't know there are people that are facing uh death you know in trauma uh, in the army, for example, yeah. when they see their friends, or when you, if you're losing your relative, when you're relatively young, it it is it is. When did you start thinking about these? When I was six. Six years old. Yes, when I was six, 
I saw a, a TV, it was a movie or a, or a, a series, and the, it was a relatively, I guess, old couple, man and wife, a man and his wife, and yeah, man and woman, and, and it, the wife told the man, you need to, you need to slow down, your heart needs to relax. You need to slow down. Your heart needs to relax. I remember this sentence. In Hebrew, I'm going And it hit me that his soul and body are not synced. I was six, and I thought to myself, his soul and body are not synced. He wants to go on. His body tells him to relax. And it hit me, and I thought to myself, oh my God, one day my soul and my body will not be synced. It's an early... It's a fucked up thought for a six-year-old. <laughs> yes. And I remember that it, it hit me so hard that I was afraid to tell it to my parents because I thought that they, didn't, that they don't know it, that they're going to die. Wow. And I kept it for many, many years. All my therapy... <laughs> You have Holocaust in your family? Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, grandmother. I mean, they, they now have, it all comes together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, but um, the um, but I feel that, uh, as I told you, I feel that each one of us is waking up with this feeling. Yeah. And it's just the the difference is how fast you are denying it. Most of the human. Humanity is ju just denying it very, very fast. And they said, oh, I'm late for work. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> There's a whole you theory called distraction theory that's about the fact that everything we do in life, movies, music, everything people create and enjoy is to distract themselves from death. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, do you feel that as your life has gone on and how as you've been more successful you don't feel like that's done anything to assuage those feelings to, to, to make you feel better. You don't think that has success brought you any happiness? No, I think that I, uh, the happiness that I had is to, to make other people, uh, smile or, uh, or to get excited from a concert or, or from a concert or to help them to escape from reality for a bit or to be their soundtrack if they are driving, you know, to a lot in the highway or and they're having. So it's just or when I played songs to some wounded soldier in, in, a, in a hospital and it made his day. So I think that you were just helping. Uh, the, these are the or these kids that were da dancing in India in the concert. It was amazing. Amazing. Who cares if the if the if if it was not. Uh, and this is why it's it's very it's it 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 becomes more and more and more difficult uh, for me throughout the years. I think the past two three years, when when I don't feel the, I I feel that everything everything is becoming more and more like about reality TV, about uh, uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, instant uh, urges and very very fast, very fast and and and. And even if you want to write some, think about, I don't know, um, 
I thought to myself about this month, I thought to myself about Paul Simon, about uh, Paul Simon, I thought about Sting, and about Phil Collins. I had these three names. And I thought to myself, how do they feel today? Do they feel relevant? Do they feel that if they will release today a song, it will people will be enthusiastic about it? I think that if they will release an album, it will be on the cover of the Billboard magazine and it will last for 24 hours maximum. But that's because they fail to stay relevant, whereas when you look at Paul McCartney, for example, when he releases songs, they are... And, and he releases some good music in recent years. Mm. I feel... I can't... What do you know about music, anyway? Yeah, but that's that's to his point, right? I mean, who remembers the last Paul McCartney song that came out? You know the event. Right. The event. Paul McCartney did a a new song. But all good musicians, when you look at the huge musicians, it's a phenomenon that their best music, if you look at Paul McCartney, if you look at Paul Simon, in the 20s, early 30s, this is when they shine. And later, for some reason, they they can't reach the same peaks. It, it's okay. It's okay. They're still they're still relevant for the longing, or you know, it's still if you it will s- still when their song will be played in the radio once in a while. In I'm saying, of course, in Israel because ab- abroad there are sta- radio stations that are dedicated to this kind of you know different genres and stuff but in israel when was the last time that you heard paul paul simon's song on the radio and now but isn't that maybe because i mean this whole discussion is is about trying to find meaning and fame and and you kind of talk to it that you know this corona brought you back to kind of the center i mean isn't isn't that where you're supposed <coughs> to look for yeah but but at the end of the day if paul simon is doesn't care about fame. He said, I ha- I've been there, I've done that. I just released a new, so- a new song, a new album. Who knows about this? It's not being played anymore. This music is not being played. It's like if, if Sinatra was alive today and he was released a new album. So you would hear about it as big news. Wow, fin- Sinatra made a new album, but no one listened to this anymore. No one listens to full albums anymore. Exactly. Exactly. As albums. Not only Leonard Cohen had uh, an album exactly. that people listened right. to I think that after this he was, died. Right. This, is, this was one of the last, late, latest thing that, uh, you know. But it was an anomaly that, that people were listening to a man's album yeah. that was just released and he's no longer around. But I, I'm, I'm almost sure that in his case, people would have listened also if, his, if, if he would be alive. It mm-hmm. does, it's, not, it's not because of the this situation that he's not alive yeah. and uh, now the um, so what's, what does that teach us then i don't know <laughs> i don't know <clears throat> really i don't i don't know so i gotta ask you are you i mean i'm gonna disclaimer this with said you said you we could talk about anything yeah um i feel like you're a man of many contradictions uh, on one hand you know i think when i saw the first time i saw a picture of you uh was <clears throat> i grew up to your music 
you know, back in the States, I grew up in the States, I grew up to your music, and the first the first album we had was the Don Reichel Project, and yeah. I saw you with the dreads, yeah. and I, you know, I thought, wow, this music's amazing, but, you know, this guy's a hippie. But then I read, you know, a lot of stuff uh, lately in the in the media, and things that are very, I guess, non, not, don't fit the stereotype, you know, about how you talk about how it's musicians' duty to represent Israel, and you talked about conscientious objectors to the army and how they're, uh, let's put it lightly, not worthy of respect. Um, I mean, do you feel like this contradiction or is it just something that you live with? Listen, listen the, I'll, I'll <clears throat> my lady, she's Austrian. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but Austrians are very straightforward. They say, now... She, because she, she's not Israeli, she's saying whatever it comes to her mind. And we were walking in the street. There was a lady in her 70s ca- coming towards us and said, Oh, Dan, you're so talented. Wow, Dan, I love you so much. Wow, you're, so, you're, an, you're amazing. You're, you're such, and you're an angel, I'm telling you. You're something. And then she said, Are you his wife? So the man says, Yes. Wow, he's, he's great. So Damaris, my lady, told her, have you spent with him one day? She said, no. I said, I guarantee you he's not an angel. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it's beautiful. You know, all your assumption was from me having dreads. <laughs> you know, it was all from this. Yeah. Now, if I would have another album cover, just... A flower, or wearing the Israeli flag, <laughs> or just just Israel flag, or just landscape of Tel Aviv. Would you have a different assumption? You know, probably, probably. You know, and this is what you know. This is how you, you know, you you listen to a new album of of this or that. Uh, you want sometimes you want to hear the story. You know, there there were artists that I met them in person, and after met meeting them in person, I tell you. Am I allowed to say fuck in this? Yes. In this? <laughs> so said, fuck yeah. Fuck, I, I, I wish I haven't met them. They're horrible people. And, I, cu- and I, I admit I cannot listen to their music anymore because they are absolutely horrible. Now, and I, I, I remember the conversation. Now, listen, I, I don't say much. People don't know my political view, for example, or this or that. But there were times that I said what I, what I feel... By the way, I'm not saying it. Most of the things I'm not saying because because I don't think that someone should care. If I would if, if I would create political music or political art, so yeah, it's interesting also what. But most of my songs are love songs. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So who cares? Sometimes there is there are always you know um, uh, big fuzz about about someone some artist that said something on the news or. He was saying this against Bibi or this against the other. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? You don't think that the <coughs> certain people, once they reach a certain level, or have you know a platform to give a message? No. 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 The opposite. I think that you should learn to shut up and not to take advantage to mislead, mislead the people, because no one. F- 
gives a fuck what you think. Yeah, I, I listen to Idan Reichel because I want to get uh, emotional yes. and mm. fall in love and stuff like that. Not <coughs> not to to get. It's like when we went to film school, right. and they would <laughs> you would enter the class history of film. And the teacher would talk about BB for 15 minutes. I <laughs> like, who the fuck cares what you think? I'm, I'm, I want to study about Hitchcock. Yeah. Like, right, do your exactly. job, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so he's taking advantage of the platform of... Exactly. Because he captured you as a student. And now you're his audience. Mm-hmm. And he's using the platform in, uh, in not a fair way. Now, if I bought a ticket to, to an artist concert i haven't i didn't i didn't buy the ticket to his lecture mm-hmm. if he has something to say blah, 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 it's okay but this is what it is now there are some artists that define themselves as <coughs> you know you cannot take the words and the thoughts from bob dylan mm-hmm. <coughs> or from israelis i don't know without names you know there are artists that are yeah. political from from day one So it's, it's okay and it's relevant. So you won't go to a Roger Waters concert, probably. <clears throat> I, for me, this is an example, by the way, for Roger Waters that I think that he has... It is so not... Uh, I don't know how to say it. It's, it's like... I'm okay with going to his concert and listening to his music because I, I think that there are people that are saying something that I will not agree with, okay? But they have an argument and it's interesting to talk to them. But I think that he's so much not on the direction of... Uninformed? You know, uninformed and, uh, and just... It's, it's full of hate also, and that's not fun. Like just I went a lot, you know, there were a lot in the times that the, the boycott uh, Israel uh, movement, you know, uh, around 2007-2010, when it was very, very strong in, also in um, uh, campuses in the USA. And mm-hmm. so I remember myself going before, before a concert out to the people that were protesting and, and, you know, offering them tea and talking to them. And you never you never experienced hate no it was never it was it, listen I was performing in uh, I don't know like a beacon theater in New York and and the whole street is uh, with signs boycotting down like music I went outside outside I offered them tea and said if you want to talk I have like an hour now to talk I'm okay with it I tell you what you know in New York when you're standing outside freezing you With a sign minus 40 degrees or whatever and you're freezing for something that happens 3,000 kilometers from you it's something that you can you know who does that respect yeah when was the last time that you would or respect or there's something deeply hateful about it I didn't feel that it's hate I feel that it's uh, ignorance yeah This is, but this is a time that I can start talking to them. I, you know, this is the difference. That and one of them made Aliyah, and today he's a <laughs> rabbi in, uh, in Yerucham. And I, so I can, I can uh, you know, so I can talk to them. I don't think that Roger Waters want to talk mm-hmm. or want to 
I don't really listen. Wants to listen, yeah. So there's not yeah. much time. Yeah. Would you? We should do it again. For sure. It was a, short, a fast one, <laughs> short one. Would yeah. you play something for us? Let's yeah. See. Yes, here you go. Uh, so we brought the guitar, but I don't play guitar. <laughs> I play. But who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You're wearing sports uh, sweater. One of your first hits yeah. it was, and you 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 yeah. you're fine with singing that one till you're 85. Yeah, you know, f- speaking now, maybe it brought it brought us me to the um, the feeling that as we talked, the days that you know you're just writing something. Yeah. yeah. And before before I knew that people will, will like it, for example. You don't fix what's not broken. Yeah. One last thing before we wrap things up. What's like artistic wise mm-hmm. what's like your biggest dream the th- unaccomplished achievement that you'd like to do um, to co- um I tell you what speaking about the the songs that we were talking about that all you know we you could not name five songs of Elvis Presley right mm-hmm. And uh, eventually in f- 50 years, 55 years from now, people will not remember it at all. <coughs> and then we said about the Beatles, that no one will remember anything. But they will remember Let It Be. They, remem- they will remember Let It Be because it, Let It Be will be sang in churches in 700 years from now. In a church in Costa Rica, kids will sing Let It Be. And they will say music and lyrics, public domain. They will, John Lennon, McCartney, they will... They, it, they will be forgotten but it will be let it be public domain and kids will sing it and I think that also one of the you know for example Rabbi Nachman right? <coughs> I don't even know you see public yeah. domain Yeah. now you know it you know it every 
Jew around the world knows it. And this is one of the most important songs in our times. People remember Inad Matov Manayim more than any song of Elvis Presley. Because it will be sang in a synagogue in Costa Rica 700 years from now. So if I will be lucky one day to write a melody like this, this will be something. One of the uh, most amazing moments that I had, I went to San Francisco a few years ago. I went to a Hebrew school and I saw kids, six years old, study on the board. It was the lyrics of Bowie. And they, because it's, a, it's one of my first songs, only eight sentences, and they were studying Hebrew with these eight sentences. When I walked in the classroom, the kids couldn't care less who I am. The teacher explained them, still they couldn't care less. But they study Hebrew. It was amazing. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Idan, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Um, <laughs> amazing. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much. And thanks yeah. for the music you gave us. It was fun. It was fun. Tell me what you think about my outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Write us. <laughs> Idan is on Spotify. Um, we'll, we'll put some links, right, to some things. Yeah, some, please do. Yeah. Uh, Spotify, everywhere you can find his things. Uh, he has a website. Let, he's on Facebook. Yeah. Idan let's put, a, let's put a, a playlist with a lot of songs of Elvis Presley as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> seven songs of Frank Sinatra. Se seven songs seven. of Frank Sinatra. <laughs> we'll give you an eight. And let it you. be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you so much for coming and before we go guys uh, we work with uh, israelnationalnews.com yes. and Australian Jewish News ajn.timesofisrael.com and we accept donations so please go to twinjb.com slash donate and donate to us thank you so much Goodbye. thank you yes bye guys bye.